you should have an agreement on how they should leave. And what did that sound like for us? For us, we just said, look, when you leave, we just ask for a two-week notice, and we ask that you leave in a professional way. And what does that mean? Professional means like you don't throw us under the bridge as soon as you've decided to move on. You start bad-mouthing us to your clients. You make business cards. You start handing them out to all your clients as they come in. Say, hey, guys, I'm leaving like in a month. Here's my business cards. None of that. You have to be professional. You have to be respectful. We spent a lot of time and money investing in you as an artist, and we expect you to show us that same respect in return. Always ask why. Why is this the way it is? The whole goal is to rise the industry, to grow it. Yeah, don't worry about giving us credit, guys. We're not here for that. If it grows the industry, that's what makes me happy. When you first said it, I was going to hang up. (laughs) It's not a race you want to win. Yeah, you're going to lose because it'll be too cheap. You'll be working for, like, McDonald's money. Otto, Mitter, on to our show from Alibana. Thank you so much, guys, for having me on board. Okay, we'll take 20. I I can't do math. I'm a beauty professional. Yeah, panning. I do teeth whitening. I'm like, okay, there's some point where you got to draw a line. My biggest concern is longevity and making sure that you've got the best possible mechanical fit. If you're looking for a lash podcast that will challenge how you do lashes, build you up, and help you create a business that not only thrives, but allows you to live a life you're proud of, you've come to the right place. This is LashCast, your friend in the lash industry. Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hi, guys. Hey, guys. We are here in the LashCast studios. As always, excited to hang out with you guys and hang out with my beautiful wife. Yeah. I also like to call you smart cookies because that's what you are. they are. They're smart Smart cookies. cookies. Yes. So that means they're really yummy. They are so yummy and they are so smart. Yeah, they're yummy and smart. I like them because I can eat them. No, it doesn't make any sense because they're cookies. Well, you eat a cookie. I know, but I don't want to eat them. They're people. Oh, my gosh. I almost (laughs) want to say, let's do that again. (laughs) Start over. Didn't go anywhere funny or remotely interesting. It was just a really... That was a grasp at something, and it's like almost beneath you. Well, most things are. My standards, as you know, when it comes to humor, is that the pinnacle of comedy. I am a shining light of hope for all people who love humor. I, uh, no, I, that's no. a bit of a stretch. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, so today, guys, we're going to talk about a lot of you are employers. And I know you have at least maybe one person, maybe a couple people, maybe a whole team of eight or ten. And people leave. And when they leave, often I hear it's painful because employers will take that personally. But not just that. It's how the employee leaves is generally pretty bad. I know that there are those of you who know the pain. Yeah. I'm sure right now, maybe some of you right now are tearing up. Like, Can you believe they did that? Can you believe they said that? Can you believe they, oh my gosh, after everything that I did and the sacrifices I made and they still did that to me? Yeah. No, exactly. And so we want to basically talk to owners. And and by the way, if your employee should be listening to you, because one day you probably won't be an owner too. So this is applicable to everyone. I want to talk about how owners should handle employees who are leaving. How should you do it? What is the best way? And truth is, this is something that we learned more after. I mean, our last few years, our last couple of years, I think we handled things really well. Yeah. But I really feel like it would have been even better when we added this one other feature. That we're well, there's a about. learning curve because yeah. at first it was painful. I did take it personally. Yeah. 
Me it was, too. It was hard. It was really hard. Because you have this naive idea that everyone's going to work for you for the rest yeah. of your life, right? And, and We're going to be a happy family. Yeah, and people want to stay and yeah. they don't want to, you know. And it's a reflection on you that maybe you suck. Well, I think it was. It was, actually. I think that suck. it was. I think it was oh. a reflection. And thankfully, it did take some hard knocks, but we began to look inward. And yeah. we began to say, huh, that didn't go over so well last time. Maybe we need to change that. Exactly. So, anyway, we, we'll get into that in a second. But before we do that, guys, we have announcements. All right, what's going on? Well, real soon, guys, the next week, we're going to be in the UK. So, if you're not there or you live in the UK in that area, you should come and see us at the London Lash Conference. Absolutely. And we still have, I mean, hopefully tickets are still available. If they're not, they sold out, then you know, when you'll see that in our notes. But if you can get in, it's 10% off. Use our discount code in our show notes. Come see us. We'd love to hang out with you. It's on the 23rd. It's a Monday. It's going to be a blast. Cannot wait to see our last community in UK. So oh, yeah. very, very cool. Also, by now, we should have up at least some of Tustin's classes that we'll be doing here in the spring and summer. Probably nothing beyond that. And we hopefully will be soon, if not already, have some really cool announcements. But you'll have to look for that on their Instagram or in the show notes. I'll add those in. We have some really kind of really fun things that we want to do, but I can't announce it very just yet. And let's see, what else is going on? That's pretty much it. That's all. Oh, actually, I think we're still probably, if you're a LashCon, you want to be a LashCon sponsor, you can email me at paul at LashCast.com and we can send you details about how you can become a sponsor. For 2023. For 2023. It's going to be, by the way, the cat's out of the bag. It's October 14th through the 16th. Of 2023, so it's a little earlier than a little than couple weeks earlier, years. and it's gonna be in Anaheim instead of Pasadena, just a few blocks from Disneyland. You can literally plan a family vacation, or just you and your friends come go to Disneyland for a couple of days, come to Last Con, or come to Last Con and stay a couple extra days, go to Disneyland. It's actually, I think, the coolest place that we could land, and we we looked a lot around, a lot of places, and this is awesome, guys. You're gonna love it, and plus the hotels three times the size. Now, oh, by the way, our room rates are cheaper, only one sixty nine. It was one eighty nine here in Pasadena. We got you save you twenty more dollars. So lots of good stuff. Ticket sales aren't up yet. Those will be coming sometime in the spring. All right, let's talk about how owners should handle employees who leave because it's going to happen. People are going to leave. Yeah, I guess the first thing I'm going to say is don't think of it as a betrayal. Yeah. People aren't doing this to hurt you. I mean, if you're a terrible employer, but I don't think, you know. Most of our listeners who are smart cookies. They are smart cookies. They're not terrible employers. You might not be perfect, but they're looking to branch out. They're looking to do something on their own, and people shouldn't be faulted for that. Look, at one time, all of you who, you Employed were employees. Yeah, so it's the circle of life. It is, and I think in our industry, it's pretty much expected or encouraged that you should go work for yourself. We don't believe that. I think there are a lot of people who can be very happy working as an employee, less stress. You can still make great money. But if you got to try, you got to try it. And as employers, I think we, I wish we had more of that attitude. Like, we don't own our employees. They don't own us anything. We will invest in them and build a company and be thankful for the time that we have them. And it's the moment they time, time for them to go. God bless them. Go have your future 
Go make money. Go pursue your dreams. That's why I was here as part of your journey. Now, also, fear, money, fear of loss can make you do lots of weird things, you know? The truth is that in the same way you don't own the employee, we don't own the clients. We can't say, these clients belong to me. Yes. You know, um, they have been in the habit of coming to you for their business, but they don't belong to you, right? And they can leave if they want. The cool thing is, is that... As a business owner, you have the skills, you know how to build a good team, you know how to produce a good service and a good experience, so you don't have to worry that people are going to leave you and you're not going to have clients. Yeah, I mean, really, as an owner, the best thing to do is be able to find ways to replace people. So, like, first off, always be looking, always be out there interviewing people, always be on the lookout for that next great person. Even if you're not ready to hire, cause you never know when someone's going to leave. It's good to always be in the interview. Like anyone called me initially people would call or email me or text me and they'd be like, no, we're not interviewing. And then when we need someone, like, Oh, I need to find someone. So we began to change the, the protocol and our hiring time took a long time because we had so many, so much vetting to do. When you are always on the lookout, you're always you have yeah. the time. You you don't have to make those and pressed. And you can keep people kind of like in the back burner saying, you know what? We're not hiring this moment, but I'd love to meet with you, talk. And you know what? It Because it took us a month, sometimes two months, someone might quit during that time. And here's the thing. Some of you are thinking, well, maybe should I train? I'd like to, but I've never done it before. This is one of the ways that you can. Maybe you meet somebody and their skills aren't there, but they've got the right personality. This is what we did a couple of times. I worked with some of these candidates a couple of times. I said, these are the things that I want you to work on. I showed them. They seemed approachable. They seemed humble. They seemed ready, teachable. And I'd say, come back when you've mastered these things, and then we'll talk then. And it was a way that I could test out some of those skills. And they came back a couple of times. It also showed me, you know, how hungry are these people? Yeah. So that's an area that you can grow and it's not costly at all to you. No, it's not. And I think that's it's another way to approach it. I like that a lot. Actually, we didn't even think about that, but it's a great way to vet someone. Mm-hmm. But the idea is to always be talking, always interviewing, always just keeping that going. Plus, it helps you be a better interviewer. You practice. You're going to also see so many different people. You're going to be in to see what works and what doesn't work in the process. And but so anyhow, that's going to help you be more prepared for when someone does leave, and and such. Now, on the other end, something that would be really smart to do so that you can have a better transition is actually when you hire someone, tell them like, I'm going to tell you, we're, we're going to sign an agreement on how you're going to leave. We're going to actually have a system because you guys know we love systems. We talk about that's how you grow a business is through systems. You can even have a system for how someone leaves your company. And it's part of your onboarding process. And this is exactly what we did after making the mistake so many years of thinking, this is going to be the last place you work and and you're going to die here. And, you know, no, no, we we, we grew out of that quickly. We stopped selling our business. I used to, when I interview, I'd be selling someone why they had to work for us. No, no, no. It doesn't go that way. My job isn't to sell you. You hopefully you've done your research and you've seen us and you're like, I like to work for them. And people grow and people change and yeah. people's lives are different and they have different things happen and priorities change. So it might be not a good fit after a while. Yeah. After a few years, I might have a baby and then, no, I don't want to work as much. I want to work part time. for you. And for our salon, we didn't allow part time, only full time. So it wouldn't be a good match for them. But that said, what you do when they come on during the onboard, onboarding is that whole process of getting someone ramped up to speed. So when they come on, you sit down with them, you teach them about the culture, you teach them about your system. 
systems. You teach them how you do lashes. You teach them about how you sell product. You teach them everything. It's all about trying to get them up to speed versus what is a typical lash salon. You hire someone and you go, there's your bed. Good luck. I'll see you tomorrow. And that's the normal thing. Why do I know that? Because back in the day when I interviewed hundreds of lash artists, I always ask them, so tell me, how was it like when you first started your that lash salon you worked at? 99% of the time, they'd be like, uh, they're I just started. They didn't train me. They didn't teach me anything. That's the norm. That's kind of like, eh, not the best, guys. So in this case, during that onboarding, you need to have that whole system. But this is one piece we're going to talk about today on the onboarding. You should have an agreement on how they should leave. And what did that sound like for us? For us, we just said, look, when you leave, we just ask for a two-week notice. And we ask that you leave in a professional way. And what does that mean? Professional means like you don't throw us under the bridge. As soon as you've decided to move on, you start bad-mouthing us to your clients. You make business cards. You start handing them out to all your clients as they come in and say, hey, guys, I'm leaving like in a month. Here's my business cards. None of that. You have to be professional. You have to be respectful. We spent a lot of time and money investing in you as an artist, and we expect you to show us that same respect in return where when you leave, you're not going to torch the building, torch everyone figuratively, I'm saying, and just badmouth us to everyone and badmouth us to team members and badmouth us to everyone because you decided it's time to move on and the only way you could feel good about it is either maybe rightfully so badmouth us because maybe we messed up one time or because I've seen this a lot where we didn't do anything wrong, but they changed and they decided they want something different in their life. So the, the narrative so much, in a sense, changed. So in their mind, things were bad and they had to move on. So they started you know, torching the place. Well, I can understand why people will, would make the cards. I didn't like it when it happened to me. Yeah. And they would be talking, you know, I'm to leaving. Clients, and, yeah. Because they're afraid that if soon as they know, they also are afraid they're not going to, of building their own clientele, right? Yes. So it, the easy way to do it is to say, hey, follow me. This yes. place sucks. So what are you saying against that fear? What I, what we did is we would say, look, now, this changed because we didn't always do this, but what we started to do towards the end of our business is that we would say, look, if you leave, we'll tell people where you went. And then the client can go. decide. That's up to the client. I'm not going to persuade them to stay, but we had built a business. Our goal was to build a business that clients would not want to leave. Like We could provide such a high value despite whoever the last artist was that they would say loyal to Integrity Lash, which they did. By far and wide, most when someone left towards the end, they wouldn't take a ton of people. Most of the people would stay. Um, because I mean, they were loyal to the salon. When I say a ton, they may take 30%, 20, anywhere from 10 to 40%, somewhere in that range, depending on the person. And so if we would keep 60, sometimes 80, 70, 80% of the clients would stay with the salon. And I would do that, yes, on the phone. I basically would call. Well, first off, I'll say this. So I, that's the deal I made with them. It's like, look, we will tell people about what you. We're so, not going to lie because this is what some salons do. Someone leaves. They go, I don't know where they went. I know. Or what do you mean? They never worked here. Whatever it is. Like, they come with some bizarre story. Well, right? in this day and age, every, everybody can be found on social media. Exactly. Right? Why? You so can't hide You anyone. can't. You lose credibility if you say you don't know where they are. Of course you know. Of course you know. The other thing is, if somebody calls the salon and says, hey, where can I find so-and-so, what would we do? I would tell them. I'd say, um, here's their number. You can give them a call. And we did do that. We would call People would call me who hadn't seen us in two years. And they'd be like, I was looking for blah, blah, blah. Where can I find them? I'd be like, um, let me look it up. Oh, here's their cell phone. You can text or call them, and hopefully you can see them. Now, most of, some, most of them are still lash artists. Some were not. So, you know, who knows what would happen. But that said, we said that up front. Look, when you leave, this is what we're going to do. We're not going to hide you. We're not going to diss you. We're not going to talk bad about you. 
we will basically be polite and professional back to you. So this way, it's a very clean, respectful relationship. But I would say, look, that's what you can expect from us. We will tell people where you are, and you can leave, and we'll give you two weeks. We won't fire you the day you do it, because some owners do this. Like, don't do this, guys. If someone gives you a two-week notice, and the relationship has been good up to that point, you don't fire them that don't day. Don't do that. That's, that's mean. I know you may be hurt. I know you may be afraid. Yes. You know, that they're going to take everybody, but... That's not the kind of business that you run. I mean, you run a good business, right? Yeah. So you don't have to worry about that. In fact, right now, today, what you could do is say, you know what? I'm going to have that conversation now. I know I hired them a year ago. I haven't had it. Why don't you sit down with them now and say, look, I've decided I want to have a conversation about the day, whenever that comes, and hopefully it doesn't, but whenever that comes where you want to leave, I want to have, have an agreement. You can make a verbal agreement. You can even put it in writing if you want to. And the reason why you're having this uh, conversation is because you want to preserve the integrity of the relationship. Yes. I want to be able to look at you and still hang out with you later. I don't want you to have to be embarrassed or I don't want there to be any animosity. And I'm doing this for our future relationship. Yeah, because this is a business deal. This is where you take the emotion out of it and just say, look, we're just agreeing business-wise. When you give your notice, I will give you two weeks or whatever time you agree to. And I will tell people where you go. But you're not going to be passing out cards. You're not going to be bad-mouthing me. If I hear anything negative, if I see you passing out cards, if I hear anything where other employers are going, did you hear what blah, blah, blah says? She's kind of nasty all of a sudden. That's it. The debt, you also say this. This is where the boundary is. If I hear anything, that's your last day with me. So if that means that five days from now I have to let you go early, that's what it's going to be because I need to protect my business. So you can be professional and be respectful to me, and I will be that to you, but it is conditional. Both ways, it's conditional. By the way, if the employer is nasty to the employee, all of a sudden they're like, I'm not scheduling you. I'm taking all the clients off your books, or I'm stop you know, your vacation pay, or whatever they do. No, no, as an employee, the deal's off for you too, right? Because the employer all of a sudden became the jerk. I'm not saying just respect the employer. They're a god, and they deserve all the honor. It, it's a res- mutual respect. It's mutually protecting and helping each other out so that you can, like you said, both leave and then a year from now still see each other and not have to put your head down or be ashamed or embarrassed. And that's all we ask, guys. I just want to encourage you as employers to have these difficult conversations up front. By the way, they're not so difficult when everything's great, right? Like, hey, guys, I know we're all buds. We're having fun. But let's talk about the day that you may leave. It's like emergency preparedness. In yes. California, we have to prepare for fires and earthquakes, and right? shooters and everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, someplace you got to prepare for hurricanes and tornadoes and stuff like that, right? Yeah. You have your emergency contacts and all that stuff. Just get your house in order. Yeah. And then if... If, if I have said something that's, you know, you're like, well, that I am afraid of them taking all the clients and then I don't have anything. Well, that should be a warning to you. Yeah. What's wrong about your business that you are afraid that if, people will just leave? Yeah. Like that easy. Like clients have no loyalty to your that company. That means that you haven't had your hands on those clients. You haven't imprinted your DNA on them yeah. when they come to your salon. You have left it. You've abdicated that and you have given it over to your employees. So if that's the case, then you need to start making changes so that people do have a relationship with you, even if you're not servicing them, that they have a relationship with the salon. Yeah, absolutely. And so yeah, let that be a wake-up call to you to improve your systems. That's what we did. We really, when we had a walkout in 2013, we said we got to create a better business that 
No one wants to leave. Because they did take the business. And why? They had no relationship yeah. with us. I with didn't me. know any of them. They didn't and, know And I, I was like, that's because I hired people that were go-getters and dynamic and beautiful and just A-plus Great. personalities. Very smart. And they were charming and they did good work. They did exactly. And when it wasn't right for them anymore, they're like, we're out of here. And the clients went with them too. And, and I can't blame them. No. I realized I had to really look at myself and say, I need to be a different business owner. Yeah. We had two levels, right? We wanted to improve our business so we would keep staff longer. And we also want to improve our business so our clients wouldn't leave. So hopefully maybe you get this year, 2023 can be the year that you really upgrade your customer service and your customer experience to where people become more loyal to your business than they are to anyone in your staff. There's other things we won't go into today. There's a lot you can do to create that, but that's, uh, that's for another time, another place. But anyhow, Anything else? I think no, we... No, that's it. That's, that's it. it. All right, guys. Thank you so much. That's a wrap. We are done. We are out of here. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at LashCast and at the Lash Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. On behalf of my Lash Jelly Mask, Tusney, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you have a friend in the lash industry. 